What up, guys? I'm Ethan. I'm Jude. And welcome to Tailgate Talks, the sports podcast where we talk about the sports, the sports world, and anything to do with sports. How are you doing today, dude? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm ready to talk about what Let's happened go. last night. Yeah. The NFL in general, the NBA. Yeah. Um, well, first off, we're going to go ahead and start out the episode with uh, respect to Demarius Thomas. Um, tragically passes away at 33 years old, four months after retiring. Let's go ahead and give a moment of silence to him. All right, and we are back. It's been a little minute. It's been a little yeah. minute, but we've been urging to get back on this grind, and um, we've yes. missed a couple weeks of the NFL. We've missed a couple weeks of the NBA, and we miss a lot in the MLB, and especially right. college football. So um, we're actually going to start out with the NFL. Um, we're going to cover weeks 11 through 14. We have not made a show since Thanksgiving, practically, right? So we've missed a lot of football. A few days before Thanksgiving. We've missed a lot of football. So we're going to go ahead and start with week 11. Cordell Patterson is the real deal. He's the premium package. Give me your thoughts on Cordell Patterson, Jude. The most versatile player in the league. Pretty much. Obviously. Um, Cordero, he can run. He can catch. I wouldn't be surprised if he could pass the ball, too. Oh, 100%. You know, he's the, the third-string safety now as well. So Really? Yeah. Is, is he really the most versatile player in the NFL? We're going to put yes. him over Taysom Hill? Yes. I think 100% as well. As a Saints yes. fan, I think 100%. Cordero, he's just – he's been good for a long time. He's always been, like, the, the kick best. Returner. At, yeah, kick returns. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the Bears. I miss him on the Bears, you know? Yeah, but I, I want to go back to um, Demarius Thomas for a second. You know, my condolences for his family. Yeah, absolutely. Great receiver. Growing up, watching him and Peyton Manning. Oh, that was, was electric. Magic. Oh. When they had Thomas, Sanders, and Peyton Manning. And the other Thomas, too. The tight end. Yeah, that was the greatest Broncos team of all time. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that I mean, Elway John team. Elway, yeah, that yeah. Elway team well, was pretty good, too. Um, I might eat my words, but, you know. Yeah. One of the best. Next topic. Ben Roethlisberger. How trash has he been the past seven weeks? And not even to mention the past three seasons, you know. And I think yeah. we talked about this, but barely touched on this in, in week one of this. But Big Ben, since the soldier injury, soldier, <laughs> shoulder injury, <laughs> uh, so, shoulder injury in week, uh, I think it was seven of two and a half years ago. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, the and, he, and he has surgery. Um, I mean, he, he just hasn't really been the same. Listen, listen, listen. Ben Roethlisberger is 39 years old. Yeah, man's an old He's guy. He's old. Yesterday, Thursday night football, which we're going to get to that in a second, believe me. But when Harris, Harrison Smith was getting sacks on him, mm-hmm. and Ben did not want to get up. Like, mm-hmm. he was getting down. Like, I didn't think he was going to get up. He's the most unmobile player in the NFL. He cannot take those hits he anymore. He throws a two-yard pass and just falls down. I mean, you cannot rely on a guy like that to lead your team anymore to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl, much less the playoffs. I mean, yes. what, what, how many wins are they at right now? I mean, what, six? Yeah, like six, six, and one. Yeah, un- unbelievable. They tied the line. Yeah, unbelievable. Big Ben is not that good. But yesterday, like, Big Ben was throwing it up. Those receivers were so good. They were literally getting pass interfered, right? Yeah. Like Claypool and... Deontay Johnson. Deontay, Deontay Johnson, Johnson is so underrated. Like, I love him. I'm, I'm telling you, they're literally holding him as hard as he can, and he still comes out with the mm-hmm. catch at the end. That is, and that's not Ben. Yeah. That's them. Yeah. Next big topic about football in general. Uh, this has actually happened about a week and a half ago. Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly signing with their new respective teams. Brian Kelly coming down to the LSU Tigers. Clap it up one time. And Lincoln Riley going to USC. Boo. We don't like Lincoln Riley here. We don't like Lincoln Riley yeah. here. Give me your thoughts on those hires. How do you feel? 
Brian Kelly. I'm not going to say Coach O had to go mm-hmm. because he didn't. Brian Kelly's a good coach. You don't think Coach O had to go? No, I, I mean, I can see how people say he should have gone, but he, he could have stayed and we could have been fine. But okay. Anyway, Brian Kelly. I like Brian Kelly. He's a good coach, a lot of experience. How many years of experience does he have? Uh, I mean, the guy is, what, almost, he's like 60-something? I yeah. mean, he's got at least probably 20 years under his belt, at least. Yeah. That's that's some good experience. And, you know, you're coming from Notre Dame, which is an independent school, so you have a right. pretty wide schedule, you know. Yeah, Notre sometimes, Dame is, is good every year. Yeah, too. sometimes their schedule can be a little bit easy, I'm not going to lie. But some years they'll have a very, like, mix of very good teams, like Clemson, and then they'll play a team like Tennessee, right, which has no value. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I love the Brian Kelly hire, and I love the fact that now we all know who Lincoln Riley truly is. He is a wuss. In my eyes, he is a wuss, and wow. he did not want to play in the SEC. He had no business leaving the Oklahoma Sooners, right? Agreed. He had no business leaving the Oklahoma Sooners, but why else would he leave the Oklahoma Sooners and not even come to LSU? He doesn't want to play with the big dogs. He does not want to play in the SEC. He goes to the Pac-12 on the West Coast, gets paid a bag, a bunch of money. just, yep, just for the to, money. Just to sit there for an average football team that's been severely overrated for the past 20 years, except for like the Reggie Bush years and the Mark Sanchez right. years. And, and if, I, if I wasn't the Sooners, I wouldn't have let him go. I wouldn't let him a go. Great I wouldn't have let him let him go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next topic here, underrated players and how they are impacting the game. We were just talking about guys like Cordell Patterson and, you know, big flex options like even Taysom Hill. Uh, Kirk Cousins come to mind, you know. Underrated receivers, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, Denzel Ward on defense. Denzel Denzel Ward's very good. Marcus Williams for the Saints. Demario Davis for the Saints. You know, a lot of underrated guys. Even We knew Demario was good. Demario's, like, Captain, that uh, like I, I call him the underdog, you know. Well, I think Cam Jordan's captain in that defense. Yeah, yeah, no, I just I just personally call him the captain. He has like that underdog, like that mentality, yeah. you know. He's gonna lead everybody. That guy can take yes. over a game like quietly. He's like right. Cole Beasley. Right, but I, I want to switch to what we were talking about too. Last night, today is Friday. Last night was Thursday night football. The Vikings at or uh, sorry, the, the Steelers at Vikings. Yes. Vikings come out with the win. Big win for them as they jump back uh, into the division. What are they six and eight now? They are six and seven. Six and seven. Okay. But that Vikings defense gave up. They were winning on offense at halftime, twenty nine mm-hmm. to nothing, mm-hmm. and the final was twenty eight thirty six. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. That is scary defense. because because, and that's what Big Ben did to them. Mm-hmm. What what happens when it's Patrick Mahomes? It's gonna be. They're gonna get That's torched. a nightmare. They're gonna get torched. Although I do think whenever you're up by what twenty nine and a half, right? It doesn't really matter. You can put in your reserves and allow a couple touchdowns. But whenever it becomes that close, that late in the game, we yeah. know how the Vikings are. That defense chokes. Definitely choked against the Lions. We never expected the Lions to win yes. that game. You know, I I have a lot of respect for Jared Goff though. He led that team to the win. That was that was a great played game. Yes, but, and I'm gonna say this. When they played Detroit. A week ago. Mm-hmm. They sold the game at the last play. Mm-hmm. Which to me, that just summed up. Because I already knew that the Vikings couldn't finish games. Mm-hmm. The Vikings have lost six games this season in the final seconds of the game because the defense can't finish. Yep. The defense can't finish. Just, just to throw a few examples out there. Week one versus Cincinnati. Overtime field goal by Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. McPherson, the rookie, to win the game. Mm-hmm. Week two, they had the Cardinals 
last second field goal by the yep. Cardinals to win the game. Yep. Baltimore in overtime a few weeks later, same thing. Yep. Um, Sunday night football. That was when Cooper Rush was the starting uh, yeah. quarterback yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. They sold mm-hmm. the game on the last drive mm-hmm. where Cooper Cup. One hundred percent. Not Cooper Cup. Cooper Rush was going down the field. One thing I will say about the Minnesota Vikings is that this one hundred percent, and if it isn't, I will be pretty mad about. This is Mike Zimmer's last year with the Vikings. Mike, Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. I was going to bring him up too. You know, I loved him a few years ago. I always thought he was a great leader. He reminded me of Sean Payton. Him and Sean Payton are actually really close. Yeah. Um, no, I see that in yeah, the post game. Yeah. Yeah. You like, see that. Uh, Mike Zimmer is is a very intelligent guy. But whenever your time is up, your time's up. And like right. Coach O, I think it's just time to move on. A lot of people have been saying Zimmer should be fired. Yeah. And you agree. Mm-hmm, I do. Sure I mean, do. Who would step up if Zimmer leaves by year's end? Who's the new head coach for Minnesota? I don't think it will be this. But one guy that I did see a lot was Joe Brady. Now, LSU needs a new me. OC. Correct me yep. if I'm wrong. I believe they, they need a new quarterback coach, a new OC. Yes, they did. And Joe Brady was there. We know what Joe Brady did at LSU. Right. And we, not we to know. not to hate on Steve Ingsmeyer, but I think Joe Brady kind of led Steve Ingsmeyer to success because Ingsmeyer wasn't that great of a play caller until Joe Brady got there. Right. Joe I Brady mean, has the NFL experience with the Saints, now with the Panthers. Although he did get fired, I think he could lead a team to like a little playoff run within a couple years. And you can't. It wasn't Joe Brady's fault. Mm-mm. Like, when we saw them versus the Dolphins, the Dolphins figure out people. They figured out the yeah. Ravens. They figured out Yeah, the they Panthers. shut down the Ravens. That was an ugly game. Exactly. And and what it is is, so on that D-line, the Dolphins will put in six D-linemen opposed to, like, five. Mm-hmm. So there will always be one guy that gets free and gets to that quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what they do sometimes. Um, you know, Xavier Howard. What's the other guy's name? Byron Jones. Byron Jones. Both of those guys – Best cornerback duo in the league. Yeah, 100%. You can't tell me, you well, can't tell me different. I do like uh, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey as well, too. That's mm-hmm. a good duo, but I don't think they top. Right, and Marcus Peters has been having an off year. Yeah, and also um, Denzel Ward and John Johnson the third, Another great underrated duo. Very yes, underrated, underrated duo. But speaking of what you were just saying, mm-hmm. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. Going back to that Thursday night game, Dolphins and Ravens. And I think we talked about this last episode, but remember... They had they left like they were playing man coverage mm-hmm. and they left wide open fly routes mm-hmm. for the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't think that's good defense. Yeah, and, their and defense I think has that's the whole Ravens secondary in general because Marlon Humphrey's out for the year now, and we still haven't seen one bit of slight improvement in that Ravens secondary. The Ravens defense is selling right now pretty hard. Speaking of, Clarence I know, Campbell. yeah, What's he's been doing? we're going back a little bit back to the Vikings here. We're going to go ahead and go back to that underrated players thing, and I'm going to actually switch a couple of my award predictions that I said from a few weeks ago. Okay. You remember me saying, uh, you know, the GOAT Tom Brady was going to win the MVP? Yes. Which I do, uh, about 50-50 balls still stand by. But Captain Kirk is my favorite quarterback in the NFL besides Joe Burrow. No. And I think 
Captain Kirk deserves the MVP, and I you can't prove me wrong. I will not switch. He I has the best. He has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL. One of the highest completion percentages, and is almost leading the league in yards. I mean, Are you sure about that? Yes. I mean, guy is almost unstoppable. If he gets a little bit of help, if he was on a winning team, which I do think is very capable of being a winning team with a few tweaks here and there. Right. And, 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 and let me ask you a question. Based on what I just said, why do you think the Vikings lose every game? Their defense. Exactly. It's not Kirk Cousins' fault. It's not Dalvin Cook's fault. Right, but it's not even their defense because their defense is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's their inability to finish. Vikings fans, if you are watching this, get a new defensive coordinator because you can't finish. Yep. Seriously. They picked up pieces this offseason to go along with uh, Eric Hendricks, and you got yes. a guy, Patrick Peterson, stepping in the door, having one of the most underrated cornerback seasons ever. Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith, still a GOAT, the, still a legend. Maybe the best strong safety in Potentially. the Potentially. Potentially. He's fallen off the past couple of years. Not severely, right. but, but he's gone down in the rankings. Yesterday, he was doing he was dominant. a job. He was dominant. Yesterday. He was definitely dominant. Yes. We're going to move on to the next topic here, young superstars. You know, guys that are fresh out of the draft, uh, rookie and two-year players, even three-year players now. I mean, even four-year players like Kyler Murray, DK Metcalf, you know, those really young guys that are really stepping into the door and just improvising this game, they are taking over. You know, I love me some Devontae Adams. I love me some Julio. I love me some D-Hop. But their time's going to end pretty soon. And I know Devontae's just getting to his prime, but D-Hop and Julio are on the way out. I'm not saying they're both bad, but they're on the decline now. No, no, Julio's gone. Yeah, no, Julio's going to be gone soon. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins could turn it on, Mm -hmm. and he could turn it on. If he wants to. Right. I I don't know about DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's so... Inconsistent. Yeah. Like, sometimes well, he has a really good game and sometimes he doesn't. Half the year, Kyler Murray's been out. That's another thing we have to realize. Kyler Murray's right. been out and that's been impacting him a lot. Even McCoy though they're still winning. Hasn't been giving them any help. Colt McCoy's done nothing. Yeah. Them. I hope they start Trace McSorley. You know, they picked up Trace McSorley. That's yes. an exciting pickup. Trace, Trace um, McSorley. I remember, was it last year? Lamar went out. Yeah, the bathroom. He had to go to a bathroom break, remember? A bathroom he cramped break. up. He had to go take a bath. That dump. is unprofessional. <laughs> Yeah, and Trace McSorley steps in the door. Uh, oh, yeah, and he, on like the first drive, he threw a touchdown. Yeah, I think. yeah, he, did, he had a great game. You know like, that song? Throw it on a Yeah. Yeah, okay, I Trace, love I love Trace here. McSorley, man. Yes. We love Trace McSorley here. We Shout do. out Trace McSorley. Shout out Trace McSorley. Yeah, so, um, yeah, guys like that, that are really versatile like that, and, you know, really young players that can just step in the door. Jamar Chase, yep. Justin Jefferson, you know, Joe Mixon. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Hurts. Both Jalens. Okay, Jalen Hurts is good. But Jalen Waddle, he's, he's, he's going crazy. Mm. Like, I don't... Mac Jones. Of course, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Mac Jones. And you see, like, this, this started to kind of come in my head, right? I kind of am starting to think that Mac Jones is overrated. Really? And yes, I say overrated. Is it because of what happened on Monday? No, it's not. And that's not their fault. Because the win was so bad. He went two for three. He did his job. He, all he had to do was right. hand off the ball. They weren't going to throw the ball. Yeah. Josh Allen wasn't going to throw the ball No, either. absolutely not. Even though he did throw a touchdown. Yeah, he did. But well, it was, they're, they're it was a game of running ball. the ball. And the Patriots. See, if the Patriots can do anything, it's train players. Because a few years ago, oh, right? Yeah. The best example of this I can use. And, and Tom Brady was a factor into this too. But when you have a guy like Tom Brady who's so good on the team, he took a receiver, number 15, on Chris the Patriots Hogan. a few years Chris ago. Chris Hogan. No, it was Nikhil Harry. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, two years ago. It okay. was Nikhil Harry. And 
Nikhil, like Nikhil Harry was garbage. Yeah. Oh. Like I'm, I'm he talking. He still is garbage. No, he is now. But when Tom Brady was throwing the passes to him, he, he was good. catching. He, he was getting good. touchdowns. He was going on a ride. You know, he was I like great. I like your comparison like that. How great quarterbacks can make bad receivers look great. Yes. You know who I really think did that? I'm gonna give you some wide receivers, and I want you to tell me who did that. Dude. Kenny Stills, Willie Sneed, Marcus Colson, Jimmy Graham. Who did that? Drew Brees. Drew Brees, for crying yes. out loud. That's what he did. Six-round draft pick. Yes. Marcus Colston ends up being the best receiver in Saints history. Well, I don't know about all that. In Saints history? Who, are you who sure? Are you say? Who, are you, who else are you going to say? Joe Horn? Michael, Michael Thomas was good. Dude, Come no, on. he don't have the stats to back it up just yet. Michael Thomas mm. still is good, but he didn't have the stats to back well, up. Michael, what's going on, Michael Thomas? Where's he's he hurt. going? He's hurt. He's yeah, not going nowhere. Where's he going? He's he's probably gonna get released. I and I hope they really do. He's just a bad like overall team player. He's got a bad character. Right, great but player, but bad I hope character. they trade him because he has so much trade value. If they release him, he could go him, to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson soon. That is what I was just gonna say. That would, you read that my mind. Be, that could be a big deal. You know, Russell Wilson to the Saints. That's a huge topic and right now. I, I've seen so many people. The Seahawks released. Two days ago, mm-hmm. it said something I read somewhere that Russell Wilson would be the starting. Russell Wilson would be the starting quarterback for the Seahawks in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that was like the overreaction, uh, not an overreaction thing on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he he could go to the Saints. I've heard that too. I also heard the Giants. I said that the other day, and you didn't really like it that much. But I think the Giants fit no. his system. No. Yeah. The Giants never. Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson kind of wants to go to a contender at this point, mm-hmm. and the Giants just don't strike me as a contender. Okay. Next topic, special teams, college and NFL. You know, we looked at LSU against Alabama almost a month ago, I think over a month ago now, and yep. then the Seahawks, what was that, a 59, 59-yard uh, touchdown run? Yep. Off the fake Travis play? Homer? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I know my stuff. I mean, what a, what a great play. I mean, how about that? Yeah, that was a great play. Pete yeah. Carroll... Doing his job. Yeah. Oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah. 80-something years old or... 80? Nah. He's like 70. Yeah, maybe low 70s at the, at the most. No way. He's 70? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Pete... See, people are saying they want Pete fired. And as a Seahawks coach, Pete, we do not want him to go. Have you ever seen, like, the Instagram on the sidelines? Uh-huh. He's so funny. Yeah, he's, he's a good character. Yes, he is. He has but a good character. I think sometimes a good character doesn't make the best football coach. And I'm, right. on, I'm on the fire Pete Carroll... Pete Carroll train, and I thought ever since the the one yard line pass in the Super Bowl, why is he still there? Who does that? Right, but you're the best running back in football. Was that was that his call or was that the offensive? That was his call. Pete Carroll was was the play caller. Pete Carroll was the play caller that year. You know, Russell Wilson takes that into account too. Yeah, he he threw a pass. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know why Russell Wilson would have switched that play. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cam Newton. Cam Newton balled out against the Cardinals. First game as true starter, blows blows it out. What do you go two for twenty, like a four percent passer rating? Yeah. Is Cam Newton really back? Is Cam Newton really back? We've only seen a couple games out of him, but do we? Who do they have this week? Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta this week. I believe so. No, they have Atlanta this week. Yes. Atlanta's defense, not good. Not great. No. Cam Newton will will probably look decent 
against the Falcons' defense. But you put him up against a real defense like the Dolphins' defense, mm. he, he's, he's not, not going nowhere. Good. He's not he's going not. nowhere. So Cam Newton will come out this week. He'll probably have a decent game. Yeah, and decent this is game. special. But that doesn't mean he's a great quarterback. Yeah, no, no, no. One good game does not define a quarterback, and we we've, we've seen that yes. multiple times. Uh, next topic here. We go back to young players, but specifically out of the NFL draft. The NFL draft over the past 10 years has created more forgotten players in any sport. In my opinion, probably sports history, right? Where did some guys go? Where did Brandon Marshall go? After Robbie Anderson was drafted, where did he go? You know, that's just yeah. one example. Where did know? he go? Where did he go? I don't know where he went. I'm that's what you. I'm saying. Like, know. where did he go? We don't know. You know, and... um. Where did Mark Sanchez go after Sam Darnold entered the door? Where's Geno Smith? I mean, Geno Smith is with the Seahawks now, but... Right, Geno, Geno Smith had potential that never used. Yeah, no, never used. But going to college, the CFP playoff, Georgia... Michigan. Michigan, Alabama, Alabama Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Who do you got winning each of the games? We have Alabama at Michigan, right? And Georgia at Cincinnati. No, Correct? no, no. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who do I have winning those games? Yes. This is tough because you know who I want to say? Who? I want to say Michigan. Michigan? And I'm an SEC. I'm an SEC guy. I'm an LSU fan. Yeah. But I'd love to see Jim Harbaugh get get a trophy. I, I want to see Jim Harbaugh succeed. You know what? Yes. You know what? Trust my gut. I'm going with Michigan Wolverines, winning over the Georgia Bulldogs, 31-38. Got them moving on to play against Alabama. Alabama's just going to obliterate Cincinnati. Doesn't yes, matter if we know this. Doesn't matter if they have a worse record. They're Cincinnati fans, if you're listening, we're sorry. we're sorry. Yeah, we apologize. We apologize. But we're also not really sorry. Like, y'all we're not, not because y'all are you, not that good. You're overrated. I'm sorry. Very. Like, you, what the, conference this is are a, you in again? Exactly. This is a big dog league. When you play against Alabama, like, who did they play last before Alabama? Mm. Who did they play? I don't know, but they probably looked really good, right? Because Against of who that they team. played. Yeah, exactly. But when you play Alabama, you're not going to look that good. I promise you. And, and it's not even just Alabama. It's just Nick Saban, right? Nick Saban Nick could go Saban. anywhere. Nick Saban could go to Tennessee, and Tennessee would smoke Cincinnati. Even with, like, the little talent Tennessee has right now, like, they, I think they would easily crush them. Yeah. Yeah. But Georgia, Michigan, I like Michigan too. I love Aiden Hutchinson. I love Aiden Hutchinson. I really and their want him to be the Heisman, but yeah. you know it's going to be Alabama quarterback. Yeah, Bryce it? Young. Bryce Young. Because it always is. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, it's always a quarterback, right? Usually, yeah, 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 yeah usually. Well, but, I mean, last year it was um, uh, Devontae Smith, which is kind of surprising. Yes. But I actually picked him over the three quarterbacks that were in it. You know who else I like from the uh, Michigan Wolverines? Cade. McNamara, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in football right now. And, I mean, I had to look up his name because I, I didn't really know how to pronounce it. But I love Michigan's quarterback, and I love their offensive system. And they, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and they were talking about how he's one of the most underrated players in NCAA right now. I love the way he plays the game. He's very passionate. And he kind of reminds me of um, kind of having that underdog mentality that Christian McCaffrey's brother had at Michigan a couple years back. Yeah. And um yeah, I, I, I really like him. 
I like what he's doing over there in Michigan. I think he's worthy of leading them to, to the championship. Georgia-Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. 42-38. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, similar scores. Right? Similar scores, similar. yes. It's going to be a high-scoring game yeah, with, because with, those are explosive offenses. Yeah, very. But Georgia's number one defense lets up 400 yards against Alabama. It's Alabama. I, think, I think it was even more than 400 yards. Wasn't it like 600 yards? Shoot. I'm not sure, but you put any defense against Alabama. Alabama's going to cook all day, every day. Right, so hypothetically speaking, Michigan and Alabama get to the national championship. Who wins from there? Hmm, tough call, tough call. Again, I want to say Michigan, but let's face it, it's going to be Alabama. Agreed. Everybody knows it. Agreed. Everybody knows it. Uh, Bryce Young's just going to tear up. I mean, he's going to make everybody look good, and he's going to make the Michigan defense look bad. Alabama's going to run a lot of max protect against Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, one of the best run stuffers in college football right now. Yes. Going to be a huge threat. I believe he'll be the number one pick this yes. year to the Detroit Lions. I think yes. that's going to be huge for them. Speaking of the NFL draft, as we're talking about it, um, there are three teams right now with back-to-back, back-to-back, and back-to-back picks in the top ten, like the top ten draft picks. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so it goes like the number one pick, the number two pick, then I believe it's the Jets with three and four, the Giants with five and six, and then like the Eagles with seven and eight. It's crazy. Huh. It's unbelievable. It's like the first time it's ever happened. Yeah, that is crazy. That's really crazy. Moving on to the next topic here. Well, actually, oh, I, I want to go sorry. back one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. So, see, Alabama is such a good football team that they have quarterbacks that come out of Alabama when they go to the NFL. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes they succeed and sometimes they don't, but mm-hmm. like, Tua Tagovailoa is a great example. Oh, yeah. Tua Tagovailoa looks so good in college, but on the Dolphins, yeah. I don't like Tua A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron. Yeah, A.J. McCarron. Whatever yeah. happened to him? Played for the Bengals, played for the Texans, whatever Did happened nothing. to him? Did nothing. Did nothing. All right. Mac Jones. Let's talk about MVP. Mac Jones. Not now MVP. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Now that we're talking about Alabama quarterbacks, this is the perfect time to just dive into Mac Jones. That sounds kind of weird, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna roll with it. We're going to dive straight yes. into Mac Jones. Mac Jones, by far, is my offensive rookie of the year. I look at that two-for-three game as a success for him. He knows how to win a football game, and he's not willing to let his ego get in the way and want to throw the ball. He handed the ball off. Damian Harris had a good game. You know, right. the running backs just, just, just led them to victory. And that Patriots O-line is so good. Like, he doesn't, he, doesn't need, he doesn't need much. Say a win. Yeah. Love those guys. Mm-hmm. But, and you see, it, it's going to help Mac Jones because – Bill Belichick's on his side, mm-hmm. telling him what to do. Like that's gonna help him so much, mm-hmm. really develop. Yeah, it's gonna be the next. In my opinion, I don't think he'll get to Tom Brady. No, indeed. but I think he'll get around Drew Brees. I think he'll get around Drew Brees. Maybe so. I don't think he'll be as a, like a great successor as Tom Brady, but he will definitely put up the numbers and he'll definitely put up the yards. He'll definitely put up the touchdowns. He got every. He's got the complete package. Yes. Now, one thing that I wanted to touch on, and I think I, I said something about it earlier with Kirk Cousins being my new MVP. Yeah. I want to go through our predictions again and kind of, like, change up what we said. I don't know if you want to change it. I haven't really talked to you much about it. Right. I don't know if you have anything changed, but I know I do. Because right. going back listening to that week, I think I messed up on a couple of my picks, including the MVP, uh, the Offensive Player of the Year, and the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Why don't you go get the paper that we wrote on? If I have it. Yeah. So why don't you go look for it for a second. And while he is gone, we will switch to the NBA, and I will talk – on the NBA for a little bit. So, going to the NBA, the first thing I've heard 
Well, the first thing I want to touch on is Russell Westbrook, a a three-package deal involving Damian Lillard, I saw, would send Russell Westbrook to the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans to the Trailblazers, and Damian Lillard to the Lakers. I think Damian Lillard would work well on the Lakers. I know the Trailblazers aren't going to give him up. I don't blame him. Damian Lillard's a great player. He just needs assets. C.J. McCollum's doing his job. Yusuf Nurkic, good center when he wants to be, but they're not going to let Damian Lillard go. They're not going to let him go. Speaking of the NBA, I think it was about five or so days ago, maybe about a week ago, the Grizzlies beat... The Thunder by 76 points? The Thunder, yes, by 76 points. That is insane. Yeah. That is insane. Very. But anyway, back to the NFL. Back to the NFL. Uh, sadly, I don't have the paper, but I kind of do remember what we put down collectively, but I remember what I put down, right? Right. Tom Brady, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, yeah. I still stick with the offensive player uh, of the year as Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is a GOAT, right? Jonathan Taylor, I think, is the best running back in football. We can clearly say it now. He's running away with the rushing title, literally. I think he's he's arguably the top three player in football right now. Yes, yes. Now, Jonathan Taylor, we're going to see how he finishes the season, but I would say right now it, it's a contest because mm-hmm. Cooper Cup has been lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Did you see has, on Instagram now, the other day? Oh, what his he said? Knowledge oh, of football? my gosh. What he's he smarter than we every had, other We had a fire receiver. zone triple threat. Yes. My corner gave a nickel-dime blitz. I had to wait for the safety to step back and just yep. beat my man to the end zone. Yes. That was one of the most, like, I don't even know how to describe it. That was one of the most, like, beautiful, most beautifully well-done, intelligent, extended response I've ever heard an NFL player ever say. Yes, and I that's mean, why that's part of the reason he's so good, because he's so smart. of, like, football players' knowledge, did you see what Drew Brees did on Thanksgiving whenever he was reporting at the, the Saints game? No, I did not. I think it was Thanksgiving. He's like, somebody had asked him a question. How do you feel Sean Payton's running this offense? Like, does he call short plays? Does he call long plays? And he did, like, a whole two-sentence-long play. It was like XY vertical axis, Y trips on one. Blue 22, blue 24 on one. Axis, Y axis on three. Like, some really long, extended, make-no-sense type play that yeah. only the football players in that, in that game would get, right? Right. I think football players now are really adapting like to the game and are really studying and doing their work, especially yeah. a guy like Luke Keekley who sadly retired. But I think yes. he started it. He was the big push, yeah, not Luke just Keekley. not just by like taking yeah. notes and watching film, but just getting that knowledge of the game more and more every single day. He was so good. Mm-hmm. He he went out too early in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think Andrew Luck did too. Yes, dude. You, I swear, I was just about to mention. Yeah, that I both swear. great players that just went out too soon. Yes. Now, let's get back to these the MVP, oh boy, rookie of the year. I think rookie of the year, we both know Mac Jones. Yes. Offensive. Defensive, Mike Parsons, 100%. No. Who are you going to yes, say? Yes, I will say Mike Parsons. You will? Parsons. Okay. Yes. I thought you were going to go Sertain there for a second. No, not Sertain. I think he's top five. Okay. But I. Uh, Trayvon Diggs. And, and he's not people, a rookie. He's not a rookie. He's not? He's a, it's a second year. But I thought he opted out last year since of COVID, so they were counting this as his rookie year. Potentially, I don't know right. if they, I don't know if they allowed that in the NFL though. Yeah, I'm not sure. But speaking on Trayvon Diggs, I've heard a lot of people say that Trayvon Diggs is only intercepting the ball because the quarterbacks are throwing it right to him, and he's not actually putting in the defensive work 
thought. Effort. Picks or picks. I don't care how you get them. Picks or picks. True. I mean, guy is on a streak right now. He's like on pace to have what sixteen in one year. That's ridiculous. That is yeah. ridiculous. Speaking of Trayvon Diggs, on the defensive side of the ball, who do you have as defensive player of the year? You have Diggs. I know I originally said Chandler Jones, and I'm gonna switch that here in a second. I think you're really gonna like who I'm gonna switch this to. But I'll let you. Go ahead. I'll, no, 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 I'll, go I'll ahead. let you first. I want. I want to save this. I want to okay. save this. Save it. Save it. Defensive player of the year this season. That is a hard call. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. You're still gonna rock out with Miles Garrett, huh? I'm gonna say Miles Garrett. Miles I love Miles Garrett. Garrett. Okay. Miles Garrett. I, I like. I like him too. I like him too. But you know who I like even better? Wow. Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon, the leader of the New England Patriots defense. Don't even come at me. Third in sacks. I know. I will come at you. 31 solo tackles. 12.5 sacks. Like, and and he's the. I think he's the leader of that Patriots defense. Wrong. Who 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 is? J C Jackson. Okay, he's the leader of the secondary. But Matthew Judon is so good. I, hey, I like Judon, too. He's, I love Judon. He is the most, I might regret saying this, but he is the most versatile defensive player in this league. In the league? league? Okay. Coveraging, going to the quarterback. I would say, actually, Khalil Mack Khalil Mack. is the most versatile. He this can, season, he though, he back. was out. Well, he's hurt now. But right. I'm saying, in the past couple years, I'm looking at Khalil Mack dropping off. Out of the blitz into zone coverage, deflecting off passes, getting a couple picks, and then blitzes and gets gets the sacks like three or four sacks a game. That's ridiculous numbers. Yes. Right. I mean, how many times did he get three sacks a game last year? What four times? Five times? I'm not sure. I th- I, that's 15 sacks right there. And I mean, he gets at least one every game. I mean, Matthew there's, Judon, there's no way Matt, of stopping him. Wow, that is surprising. That is surprising. I like Matthew Judon though. Mm-hmm. I really I do. Like him. He's a He's middle only, linebacker? Oh, he plays edge, O-line. I mean, uh, outside linebacker, edge. And then he'll play a little bit inside linebacker. He, he's he's very versatile, like you yeah. were just saying. I mean, you, you look at his age, too, 29, and he's on the incline going into his 30s. I yeah. mean, guy's going to be a freak. It's like Matthew Stafford getting good whenever they're older. Nice. I, really, I really like Matthew Judon. And then uh, coach of the year. Right. Pretty sure Big I said uh, Brandon Staley. You said yeah. Andy Reid. And I'm going mm. Bill Belichick. And I'm not going to change wow. my mind on that anymore. And I, at first, I didn't think he did deserve it. But Bill Belichick is shaping Mac Jones. You know how we always say there's no Jordan without Pippen? There's no Kobe without Shaq? There's no LeBron without Wade? Now, Jordan there's and no Pippen. Mac Jones without Bill Belichick. Jordan and Pippen, I hate that example. I hate that example because... You can't. You can never change my mind that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah, 100%. he did not need Scottie Pippen. He could have carried mm, that team by he himself. He Tell me different. He could have. Tell me but different. I still think. Scottie Listen Pippen. up here, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Jordan was built different. <laughs> Very much so. Michael Jordan, if you're listening right now, which 
I don't know if you. I'll send it to him on Instagram. I'll send it. to Send him it on to him, Landon Collins. I'm gonna reach out to Landon Collins. Dude, we have to. He went to yes. our high school. Lloyd Cushenberry too. Why not? Yes. Eric he went Reed to our too. High Why not? Let's hit let's him up. Eddie Lacy. Why not? What's he Eddie doing Lacey. right now? What's Eddie What's Lacy doing? He's right not now? in the league. He's not even in the league. Let's get him. He was on the Seahawks, and I like that for yeah, a while. Yeah, that was a couple then, years ago. And then what happened? He just He's left got the cut. NFL. He got cut. He ate too many like hot pockets or something like that. And just... Wow. Yeah. Speaking of hot pockets, Zion Williamson. Check this Ooh. out. Check this out. You saw how much uh, weight he lost? Yes. Look at this. James Harden is 6'5", 220 pounds. Zion Williamson is 6'6", 330. Mm-hmm. 110-pound difference. They're one inch mm-hmm. apart in height. He's a monster. But he did yes. lose over 20 pounds of weight this offseason. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive. But what is going on? Like, I don't know. I and really and know. you know James Harden, James Harden. People are saying James Harden needed to lay off the hot pockets too. Yeah. Well, did you see um like the meme where people are starting to say that he put on a bodysuit to get traded away from the Rockets? Like he put on like a stuffed bodysuit to make himself look fat. Because there's no oh. way somebody gets that fat in one day. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about all that. You know, if he really wanted to get out of Houston, I think he actually would do it. Now, you had your NBA segment. I'm going to move on to the MLB. Yes. Right? You know more about basketball than I do. I know a little bit more about baseball than you do. Yes. The MLB, the past month, a lot of big news has happened. Lots of unexpected signings. Max Scherzer, I believe it was a three-year, $180 million deal to the New York Mets. Noah Syndergaard to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Robbie Ray going to the Mariners. The Mariners are my postseason pick this year. Not just to win the World Series, but I think they will have the MVP. And I know you don't know a lot about baseball. Yes, I do not. And this is such an underrated pick. But my MVP for the 2022 MLB season is literally Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger. And I will inform you on who Mitch Haniger is. One of the most underrated outfielders the game has seen. Guy bats 300, which is really good. 300 batting averages is very good. Like, league average is 250. Yes. Puts up 30 home runs a year. Has a great arm in the outfield. A great glove in the outfield. A lot of extra base hits. And he drives and runs. WRC Plus, one of the highest in the game. We love Mitch Haniger. I love Mitch Haniger. We love Mitch Haniger. Yes. Shout out to Mitch Haniger. I would like to say, speaking on the MLB, although I don't know much about the MLB, I do know Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. MVP. MVP, yes. Legend. Angels pitcher. And hitter. DH. And hitter. I swear, I've got to, like, if, you, if you're going to get me a Christmas present, Merry Christmas to all listeners, Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, 100%. Because Christmas is coming up soon. Christmas time. we got to release a Christmas special. Tis the season. Tis the season but to be jolly. if you get me a Christmas present, I want to show Hayatani jersey. I got you. I got you with a show Hayatani jersey. Yes. I got you. Do it. I want it. You know, I think the Angels are also going to be another underrated team this year because yes. they've been overlooked the past few years. Mike Trout, greatest player of all time in my eyes already. Shohei Otani, league MVP, one of the greatest players the game has ever seen already as well. Nobody's ever seen anybody more versatile than Babe Ruth. Shohei Otani is more versatile than Babe Ruth. Wow. Noah Syndergaard, big pickup right there. That outfield is, is already stacked. I mean, their infield needs a little bit of work. Pitching staff is, is getting better day by day. You know, they're making some changes. They're making some management changes. They're making some front office changes. And I really like what the Angels have going on, right? Um, anything else you would like to say about the NBA? 
The NBA. Well, when you were absent. I heard you mention Russell Westbrook. Yes, we, I was talking about the three-way deal between the Pelicans, okay. the Lakers, and the... Was the Trailblazers? With Dan? Yes, yeah. the Trailblazers. No, I don't think that would happen. No, I don't think it will either. But, I don't think a three-way deal, but I think a one-on-one deal with the Blazers and the Pelicans could happen. Yeah. I think potentially. I think I think the last topic of the of the NBA I wanted to touch upon was the play-in tournament. Okay. So, I don't know if you know this or not. Yeah, but, it's like a wild card now. Right. When the playoffs in the NBA used to happen, it was the top eight teams mm-hmm. in each conference. Yeah, and now they're adding a plus one. Would play off. But now it's like eight and nine. Mm-hmm playoff in this play yeah, tournament weird. to go. It's very weird. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that because I think if you finish eight, eight in your conference, mm-hmm. you should go to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. nine should be allowed. Yeah, to. no, no. I don't like the odd number stuff. I disagree with that. Another, uh, we, I think we have a few more NBA topics we could, we could, uh, topics we could talk about together. Yes. LeBron, staying in trouble. We haven't really seen LeBron get in trouble. We've, we've heard him talk on social media like a couple times. We've heard him Blurred yeah. out some things maybe he shouldn't have said. But the gestures he's been making recently to courtside fans and yes. to uh, Isaiah Stewart, as we, we spoke on a couple weeks ago. I understand his frustration, let me just say, with those fans because, like, like the story, but kind of behind the scenes of mm-hmm. that was they were talking about his children, yeah. the fans on the sidelines yeah. in the Pacers game, yes. I believe it was. They were like... Saying very rude yeah. things, like horrible things about his children. Yeah. Like I'm talking, and he did death. get them kicked out. He did get them kicked out, and then yes. the next day they didn't say anything to him. But he had made a very disgusting je- gesture, which I'm not going to say on here because we're PG. Yes, he made a very disgusting gesture uh, to those to that to that to that family, and um, I hope yes. he doesn't do that again. I wouldn't have done that personally, but no. I would have been if I were LeBron. I, I would have something. been upset. Yeah, I probably said something. I don't know. Speaking of LeBron's kids, Bronny pulling up from deep NBA yes. range, high school basketball. He is going to the NBA, and we might we've never seen this before. But a father son duo in the a NBA. A father son duo in the NBA. I don't know how he Bronny would go Jr. to Los throwing Angeles. Throwing lobs to Bronny. I mean, they trade away. They trade away some stuff. It don't matter who it is. I mean, yeah, they'll give away AD. AD could get kicked out the door for LeBron. AD, AD is so bad, and Westbrook, AD is so bad this year. Let's just talk about the Lakers. The Lakers suck. They, year, they have too much star yes. power. They have too much star power. I literally saw a play earlier today. Westbrook had the ball. He was going in for a pass, and when he's passing it to AD, he's not paying attention, and it just hits AD square in the face yep. and fly, and AD falls on the ground. Well, at least it hit him. He hit his target. At least it hit him. But that team, that team is overrated. Yeah, they're what. Seventh or eighth in the Western, in the Western right Conference. Yeah. That you know one team to be first. One team, actually two teams. That's really cooking up right now. The Suns and the Warriors. I did not expect the Suns to come out and have another great year like they were doing. I thought they'd be like one and done and maybe have like a three or four seed season. Yes. And then the Warriors. Was the Warriors rebuild letting go KD, Clay Thompson getting hurt? Was this the plan all along? Do you think behind the scenes? This really could have been the long-term plan. They let everyone go, free some cap space. You have one of the greatest coaches in all of NBA history, one of the greatest staffs. And in my opinion, you have the best point guard in NBA history to build your team around. Clay comes back this season. They draft James Wiseman. They pick up Andrew Wiggins. That's, like, that's three big moves right there. Right. And what you just said, greatest point guard of all time, mm-hmm. I disagree. 
really? Magic Johnson okay. was the greatest. I figured I figured you say that, but Magic. we we can we can't deny Steph Curry's the greatest, the greatest shooter. shooter of all time is Stephen right Curry. Him. Yes. Yes, yeah, Stephen Curry. Ray Allen right behind him. He makes three pointers look so easy. He mm-hmm. makes fifty feet look so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, let's go back to the Suns. CB three, Devin Booker, yes. cooking it up. I love CB three, and I think right now. Not the best, but top two, top three point guard in the league right now. I think he he his jumper is starting to fall. He's starting to come back. Like I yeah. mean, I mean the baskets are starting to fall. They're starting to be made. Not the jumpers falling. You know, I think his his jumper's there. I think his handling's always been there, and his basketball IQ is higher than anybody in in the league right now. And I don't even want to hear that LeBron has a higher IQ than him because I know LeBron does not. Right, and so. MVP this season in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, no Oh, doubt. 100%. Yeah, already. No we, doubt. We can just get I would say Ja Morant, Ja Morant is like a runner-up. Mm-hmm. But I think defensive player this year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Again? I saw a Three block. years in a row? Yes. Okay. Dude, I saw a video the other day of Giannis blocking somebody's shot. I don't know who it was. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest block I've ever seen in NBA. What did he do? He just caught the wall? No, he, like... He re- like it was the a rejection. I think the like, greatest was, block. Get that out of here. The two greatest blocks I've ever seen is LeBron chase down block in the finals. Yes. Or Zion Williamson at Duke. I believe they were playing against Gonzaga, and this kid, little scrawny white kid in the corner, sees Zion come and casually shoots the three. Zion hit it probably twenty four rows into the audience. Jeez. It was unbelievable. All right. This will be the last segment for this episode. We're going to go ahead and close it out. The NFL schedule predictions and what we think about the games of the week. We're going to go ahead and make this last now because it's a lot to cover in the beginning. Yes. We can both agree on that. And uh, we're going to run this how we did last week or um, the last time we filmed, right? I'm going to give right. you a game. You give me your thoughts. I give my thoughts. And we say our predictions, all right? Yes. We're ready for this? Here we go. First, I think we already touched on Steelers Vikings. Um, what were your predictions for that game, and what did you think the outcome would be? My original prediction was that for that game was since it was a Thursday night game, I thought it'd be low scoring. I thought we were gonna see like twenty one seventeen. I did think the Vikings were gonna pull it out. Twenty one seventeen. Agreed. That's what I thought. I honestly. thought it was gonna be twenty one fourteen. Very similar scores. Close. Yeah. First game of the week: Saints Jets. The Saints. Underdeveloped, the Jets underdeveloped. A very mediocre offense versus a very mediocre offense. A great defense versus a poor defense. Who do you think wins this game? What's going to be the score? What's going to be the quarterback outcome? What happens? Tell me why. Taysom Hill starting again for the Saints. Not to cut you off, but Taysom Hill is starting again. 21-17 Saints. Mm-hmm. The Jets are not going to do good offensively mm-hmm. because they're playing a real defense mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And New Orleans' offense is not going to generate that much points either, I don't think. Kamara's back. Hey. Yes. Mm-hmm. I still do. I still do. I think 21-17. Okay. As a Saints fan, I think Kamara's going to pop off. But Elijah Moore is going to step up in this game. He's going to say, give me the ball. And uh, uh, I hate saying this. The Jets are going to beat the Saints. And wow. low-scoring game, 13-3. Very low-scoring. See, I, I was, I was going to say that, but I don't know. I think the Jets' offense was cooking last week versus mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Sure was. And uh, I think it's going to be like a medium-scoring game. Not mm-hmm. low, not high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, bottom of the barrel, fighting for the NFC uh, South, like the the bottom of the division here. Panthers. A wild card, potentially. Pot- well, potentially. Yeah. Falcons, Panthers. They got a strong shot, actually, at yeah. the wild card when you look at it. You know, personally, I like the Falcons this year. And they're not winning games, as we expected. New coach, new system. But Matt, Matt Ryan, not that bad. Kyle Pitts is cooking. Calvin Ridley's out. But Russell Gage has been stepping up. Yes. And I, I really like their O-line, too, led by Jake Matthews. It's just their defense that stays pretty inconsistent. You know, you got uh, Keanu Neal, who's very underrated, who I do think should be tra- should have been traded before the trade deadline. But, um, I mean, I got the Falcons winning this game 31-24. I want to go back to the Falcons for a second. Grady Jarrett. Mm. Grady Jarrett's usually on. Yeah. Like, he's, he's usually having good years this year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done much. He's always been, like, middle of the pack. And and back to Russell Gage, LSU, mm-hmm. LSU player, LSU player, big yes, guy. love Russell Gage. We love Russell Gage here. But the Panthers are coming off of a bye, mm-hmm. and it's Cam Newton With versus Cam. the Falcons defense versus Matt Ryan versus Matt Ryan. I'm taking the Panthers, thirty eight twenty eight. Interesting take. over the Falcons. Interesting take. Now your Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans, both pretty bad teams. Were they both three and eight? Seahawks are four and eight. Four and the eight. Texans are three and nine. nine okay. Or two and ten. Okay. I got the Texans win this game. You know, gut feeling. I got the Texans win this game. Tyrod Taylor versus the Seahawks. Statistically, short period of games played against them, but Tyrod Taylor has a has a pretty decent career against the Seahawks, and I think playing them at home will have another big impact. I'm gonna go 35-14, Texans win. I don't like that prediction. You don't. As a Seahawks fan, I do not. You do not. And I'm going to say this right now, and I believe this with all my heart. Go ahead. The Seattle Seahawks will make the playoffs this season. Wow! Four that and eight. That came out of nowhere. What? They have to I win out. I might be biased. I they might be biased. Out, dude. But no, the Seahawks are. They have to win the out. They have to win out. They have to win five games in a row. They can do it. You really think they can? They can do it. It starts with the Texans. The Texans are not good. Sorry, Texans let's, let's fans. Let's look at the Seahawks' schedule real quick. Why don't we? I yes, mean, let's look at the schedule. Okay, let's see who they got coming up. Texans, Rams. They are not going to beat the Rams. They're not going to mm, beat the Rams. I'm going to say they beat the Rams. Bears, Lions, the Bears. and then they close it out with the Cardinals. They're beating the Lions. That's two losses, dude. No way. <sighs> okay, they're beating one of them. They're either beating the Rams or the Cardinals. And what? look, no, no, no. Go, go down. Scroll down for me right now. Wait, they're playing the Cardinals in week 17? Mm-hmm. No, not week 17, 18. Yeah. Remember, the last week of the season, starters usually don't start mm-hmm. because it's kind of like a throwaway game. So Kyler game. could be out. Yes, 100%. so they could get that win. And if 100%. they beat the Rams. But what if the Rams and the Cardinals are still fighting for the division and they need to win? Hmm. Uh, either way, they're guaranteed into the playoffs, one or the other, at this point. Dude, it's pretty much locked up. I don't think the Cardinals get in. They both, the Rams, I mean, uh, sorry, I don't think the Seahawks get in. The Rams and the Cardinals are fighting for the number one. One of them is going to be the number two. The Seahawks can't get in as the number three. I'm shooting for the stars, baby. I'm saying Seattle <laughs> yeah, Seahawks are getting Yeah, that's pretty bold. We're going to come back around Christmas, and you're going to be crying about that prediction. I will not. I will be laughing. Okay. We'll see. Yes, but actually, I forgot to give my prediction. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're good. 28-14, Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Next game, Raiders at Chiefs. Derek Carr is going to pop off this game. Darren Waller does not come back this game. Or, or I, don't, I don't think uh, he comes back, compl- like, not comes back from injury, but doesn't come back as a full-on, like, great 
like tight end as we uh, usually see him be. Um, Hunter Renfro been cooking recently. Yep. You know, uh, even even the run game for the for the Raiders has been working recently. You know, a couple underrated running backs, Josh Jacobs and uh, Kenyon Drake. You know, I really like what they got going on over there, and I think their car pops off. I got the Raiders winning in a shootout, 31-28. Patrick Mahomes also has a great game. Tyreek Hill has a great game. Travis Kelsey stays quiet. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Patrick Mahomes has a great game. No, 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 the score prediction. 31-28 in the shootout. Wow. I actually think the exact same thing. No way. Not, not exactly. 31-28, an overtime win wow. for the Kansas City Chiefs. On a field goal? On a field goal. On a field goal. On a field goal. Okay. I like that prediction. Look yes. that me up on that. That's a yes. good prediction. I like that prediction. I like that. Ravens at Browns. This is going to be a big week for the Ravens. This is going to see where they stand within the division. But you know yes. what? Give me the Browns. Give me the Cleveland Browns. Wow. I hate that. 21-10. Give me the Browns. Lamar Jackson's not going to show up. Baker Mayfield's going to show up. Jarvis Landry's going to show up. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, both going to... Oh, is Kareem Hunt back yet? I don't think he yes, is. Yes, he is. He is? Okay. Is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both going to step up. That O-line's just going to lead the way. They're going to win the game. Uh, what did I just say? 14-10? Or 21-10? Yes. One of the two. 21-10. Give me 21-10, Browns. I don't think that the Ravens are just going to beat the Browns. I think they are going to destroy the Browns. Mm, okay. I'm going to say 42 to eight. Oh, wow. To eight. Okay, to eight, so a safety. No, a two-point conversion and a touchdown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Browns will have so much struggles on offense that they'll, end they'll up try to get two. something working okay. at the end of the game. Gotcha. Go for a two-point conversion. Cowboys at the Washington football team. How do we feel about this game? Dak Prescott, you know, cooking recently, having a great game against the Saints. Yes. Um, I mean, can't really say much. Cowboys are going to win. Uh, we'll go. I'm gonna go 27-20 Cowboys. The Cowboys are a really good team this season, a contender. But Washington has been stepping up. A lot of people are saying they're gonna make the playoffs. A yeah. lot of people. hundred percent. But I'm I'm gonna take the Cowboys on this one. Yeah, I got the Cowboys winning. Let's see here. I'll say 31 to 20. Dallas. I like that prediction. I like that prediction. And, and let me let me say why. That that Washington defense is so not underdeveloped but underrated. And I think they stand out better than anybody. Yeah. All right. We're running out of time here. Let's do these just scores. Jaguars Titans, give me a score prediction. You go first. 28-3 Titans. 28-3 Titans. I will say 36-14 Titans. Lions-Broncos. Give me the Lions. Give me the Detroit Lions. 24-21. So Ethan has just left us for a second. So I am here to finish off this episode with my predictions. Lions and Broncos. Woo! I am taking the Lions... 27-24. Yes, I'm taking the Lions again. They're on a roll right now. They're going to win again. Okay, next here we got the Giants and the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers easily here. 31-10, Chargers. Got the 49ers and the Bengals. I am going to take the 
The Bengals, in a close one actually, 35-30 Bengals. Ooh, the game of the week. Well, maybe not the game of the week, but it's definitely a contender for game of the week. The Bills and the Buccaneers. The Bills came off a bad loss on Monday night to the Patriots. I'm going to take the Buccaneers with this one. Tom Brady's going to cook. I'll say 45-23 Buccaneers beating the Bills. Bears and Packers, a Sunday night game. I think this will actually be pretty close, a low-scoring game. I will take the Packers 23-20. to And to wrap up the week on Monday night, I'm eating my words here again. This is the game of the week, the Rams and the Cardinals. Oh, man, this is so difficult to choose. I'm going to take the Rams to win this one in overtime. Let's see here. 40 to 30. No, wait. 41 35. Rams take this one. Yes, the Rams take this one. Anyway, we're running out of time here. Ethan is not here to sign off with me, but as I sign off, I want to give my, all my condolences to Demarius Thomas's family. Great player. Uh, his death was really a tragedy. And um, this is Tailgate Talks. This has been a great episode. This has probably been the best episode we've done so far. And we're looking forward to getting into more of these. And thank you all so much for listening. Bye-bye.